0: A wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown this is that wrestling podcast welcome to that wrestling podcast things are back to normal i am jason Marchuka, leading the ship tonight uh the gang is all here brian joe kevin and uh let's just get into it
1: what are you wearing what are you wearing What are you, wearing today? you know what it
0: is by now. What are you wearing? The weekly check-in on what you are wearing. It is a ro- pro wrestling podcast. Of course, pro wrestling t-shirts are mandatory. Joe, we'll start with you. What do you got this week?
2: Well, I figured that since I have now moved to a new location of Parts Unknown, the first podcast in my new home has to be that wrestling podcast t-shirt, which you can oh. find on... Whatamaneuver.net. <laughs> what whatamaneuver.net. Buy the merch. <laughs> Buy the merch. So yes, if I'm gonna do one in my new location, it's gotta be that wrestling podcast found at whatamaneuver.net, where you can go order yours now. And let's go to someone who needs to order one now. Uh, Brian, what are you wearing?
1: Oh, oh I see. Oh. See Ooh. what you
2: did there. Well, I have show from, of hands. Show of hands, who bought a t shirt from whatamaneuver.net? That wrestling I have, podcast.
1: I have two of them. <laughs> I have four of them. So <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so such Brian, a bad what, member Brian, of the team. What are you wearing?
3: Man. Uh, well, this week, Not was, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this week was a that
0: wrestling podcast t shirt, but yeah.
3: This week was a big one in the household. Um, it happened on uh, Sunday. We had not only Father's Day, but it was also my wife and I's seven-year wedding anniversary. And guys, I got to tell you, my family, they didn't treat me just good. And they didn't treat me just great. They treated me absolutely perfect. I've got a Mr. Perfect (laughs) today. (laughs) Which leads me into, what is Jason wearing tonight?
0: Well, uh, I did not celebrate father's day uh, nor a wedding anniversary but i did buy the new mr perfect t-shirt from homage i ah, bastards every week it seems i'm like yeah i picked up something new because it showed up this week due to like some backwater stuff nine shirts came to my house Whoa. from homage all right because they have that like you know get free shipping if you spend 65 dollars, but two shirts is 62 And it's like, spend the other, you know, whatever. And then I did get a $10 off coupon. So I feel like they are paying attention to who's buying what and, or maybe just listening to the podcast. But uh, yeah, Mr. Perfect homage shirt for me and uh, Kevin, bring it home.
1: I uh, uh, read an article about this guy earlier this week saying he still makes $100,000 a month on NWO merchandise. Wow. Sales and whatever the 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 rights part of it is, I'm wearing the original Scott Hall, not the diamond stud. In WWE, I'm wearing the classic uh, Razor Ramon. It's very graphic y. It, it's purple, very soft uh, t shirt, and I I love it. Plus, he has I one did- of the one of the best quotes of all time. By the way, he has a several hard work pays off dreams come true bad times don't last but bad guys do well that's only one saying well i said one of the best quotes
0: mm. uh did you guys watch the shoot video i sent you Jason about him salad. saying he would toss <laughs> he would toss pages salad
3: no i think you summed it up by that description i was like yep good for you scott
0: yeah videos from like 2016 are the best oh man uh, i don't you know it was i found it online and then i went down the rabbit hole it was like i was watching like tan, uh sunny hers is insane the stuff about the dudes she banged and <laughs> the everything. dolph ziggler the dolph ziggler story um yeah you can go look that up on your own but uh we are here to talk about wrestling i'm not gonna lie this week I don't really feel like there was a lot to talk about, but there was a paper, but there was a pay-per-view on Sunday. Helen Estelle, uh Kevin, what'd you think overall of the pay-per-view?
1: Uh <clears throat> when I think about it, I can't remember too many things from it. I remember it being good. Uh for some reason I can't remember too much, but I do remember Bobby Lashley and Drew brought it. I thought I thought that was a pretty, pretty good, solid match. I did uh enjoy the ending it didn't really make drew look weak right with uh with the roll up and the little interference from mvp uh but overall uh i don't know it was it was good but i just can't think of anything too memorable from it to like ingrain in your memory of being and, you know the roll up the roll up
0: isn't that big a deal because i think drew won the title on a backslide at some point so whether it's a roll up backslide whatever um my big thing about the pay-per-view was that Charlotte got fucked over. She got screwed. Uh, I've already said in multiple weeks, I'm not buying Rhea Ripley as the champ. And the fact that she, like, flung the table piece of the table and got disqualified, but yet Charlotte can throw Rhea into the stairs and not get disqualified. Um, you know, that whole ref discretion thing, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, Joe, uh, pay-per-view thoughts?
2: Uh, I thought it was decent. Nothing... The only thing that was really like bad in my eyes was the Shayna Baszler, Alexa Bliss, whatever the heck that was. That was that was trash. It didn't belong. But it was I got to give something props for it. It was in the perfect position. It was after Cesaro and Rollins. That match, I thought, killed it. I thought Bianca Belair and Bailey brought it at the beginning. It was a great opening match. Great start. Great start. Great Great start. Like, both of them really, you know, brought their A-game that that night. My power went out after that. So, I never saw the Charlotte match or the main event. But what I did see, I did enjoy. So, wait. So here's the, the,
3: the, the power went out after the Alexa Bliss match? <gasps> yes. Do, do you think?
2: Are, Maybe. You don't think, do you? She has she, something to do with it? Yeah. What, with all the trashing I'm doing? Yeah, I'm sure she wow. did.
3: Whoa, Lily, look, watch for Lily in your part of Parts Unknown. <laughs> yeah, you go into
0: that new basement, you make sure the <laughs> lights are on. Uh, no mirrors, too. Stay away from mirrors. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought Bailey and Bianca Belair had a great match to open. But here's what's really funny. My father-in-law was here. Doesn't give a shit about wrestling, but he was getting ready to leave. I'm like, hey, you want to come watch the pay-per-view? Go right ahead. And he's like, all right. So it was during the main event. And some of the things he was asking was like, well, why does one guy have a coach and the other one doesn't? Because MVP was out there for uh, Lashley. And then the other thing was when they kept pulling stuff under, from under the ring, like the table and the kendo stick, he's like, what is that? And I'm like, it's like a, it's like a lamp for your backyard minus the wick up top, kendo stick. And uh, it, I was just so, I love watching watching wrestling with people that don't know anything about it. Um, you know, of course, you know, he's in his 60s. So obviously the, the wrestling of his day isn't anything like it is now. But he, uh, he did find some entertainment in it, And I found a lot of entertainment in just his uh, questions about he, it.
3: <laughs> and then you, you jabbed him. You said, you know, the winner gets to fight Bobo Brazil the next <laughs> pay-per-view. <laughs> so he got all excited about that.
0: Well, he's from Pittsburgh. So if I could have threw like a Bruno Santo yeah. line yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go back to Dynamite. And, and there isn't really much to talk about from AEW. The uh, Wardlow versus Jake Hager MMA cosplay match fucking disgusted me. And that's part of the reason why I really don't want to talk about AEW from last Friday. Um, I'm surprised they did not make a huge deal about Brandy and Cody having their baby even though WWE actually put a tweet out about Eden and Stardust <laughs> having a baby uh, like four days after they didn't include Moxley in uh, the Ray Paquette. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to our social media at that WrestlePod and you uh, we have the tweet posted. It's crazy. Brian, you were the one that found that. What did you think of that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think after the flack that, Some of us gave them after not tagging Mox or Dean Ambrose that I was kind of a good make good, you know, two former employees. They wish them well in the birth of their daughter. That's, that's a classy company right there all all the way through.
0: Surprising that
3: AEW didn't make a
0: bigger deal about that, but I would not be surprised if this Saturday night, they like bring the child out. I don't know if you can do that with a week old baby. Can you take it into a place like that or whatever? But uh The only other thing about AEW that I think is conversation worthy is that Andrade had a sit down with Jim Ross, which was fucking stupid because a week prior he was calling him Andre and saying Mm -hmm. Excalibur, you need, you gotta help me pronounce his name. I thought it was ridiculous. Where where was Alex Marvez or uh, the guy that hangs out with Pentagon now that says Pentagon says like, I don't understand why it was with Jr. And he has a surprise coming. So any thoughts on what Andrade's surprise will
2: be, Joe? I just think it's funny if uh, going with that on Twitter today, Miro tweeted out because Andrade during the interview said that uh, he is entitled to a TNT championship match or a uh, AEW championship match. And Miro responded on Twitter today and he went, Oh, must run in the family that you automatically think you get a title shot whenever you want. And I'm like, yes, this is a Miro that I want. Oh, uh, nice. No idea what the surprise is going to be. I know why they did it with JR. JR used to be the interview guy for all these up and comers in WWF. He interviewed Mankind, he interviewed Triple H when he was ah. like, I am the game. Like they're trying to play off of that and it gives it a little bit of legitimacy. So I didn't think anything bad of it. I just I think funny. I didn't
0: think anything good
1: of it. Um Kevin, any
0: thoughts on what the surprise could be?
1: I don't know. I I maybe maybe Vega comes into town, but I only see her joining there if Alistair makes his way to AEW. Hopefully it's something fun. Uh well, go on.
0: I don't think it's that. And the only reason I feel that's because Tommy End was on the punk rock MBA podcast this week. And uh, Black and Vega are starting a a wrestling school. And while it's going to be pro wrestling, it's also going to be a lot of martial arts, jujitsu and that stuff, you know, as that's his background. But the Punk Rock NBA is a it's a fun it's a fun podcast YouTube channel. If you've never checked it out, go ahead and do it. You know, a lot of music things like what's worse, rap metal or ska music. A lot of debates uh, talking about women of rock. And it was like Gwen Stefani's a sellout. Like it's a it's a fun podcast. But uh, I guess Tommy and 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 the guy that runs it, Finn, have been friends forever. But I don't know if it's Zelina Vega to AEW. Brian, you have any thoughts on what this surprise might be?
3: I do. I think Zelina is the the obvious one. And so I don't think they'll go that route. doesn't make sense with him coming out with Vicky. Then why are you bringing her in? So I I had to look it up because I wasn't familiar with it, but I thought I had heard this, that so back when he was in Mexico with the CMMLL promotion, uh, he had his own group and forgive my pronunciation, but it's like Los Ingobernables which is, uh, Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. In English, it's the ungovernables. Um, so he had two of his guys, uh, there, uh, Roosh, who I believe is an ROH Ring of, and Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, La Mascara. So I think it'll be one of those guys. Maybe Roosh is, seems to be the more high profile one that I've at least heard of. And when I read about ROH, uh, I see his name. So that will be my bet on that one. Okay.
0: Well, we'll see, uh, uh AW is Saturday. Uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, we're on, we're getting a little closer to the end of the NBA playoffs, and uh, next Wednesday, June thirtieth, they go back to yeah. Wednesday uh, day part. Monday Can I Night say Rock. real quick, too? Real quick,
3: he looks like a million bucks. Oh he? God, yeah, oh, yeah, so like, good. The suits, the outfits, the the sunglasses. You know, while while we didn't love his debut with Vicky and this Jr. thing, you know, it was like two minutes. I did end up watching that. But he looks like a million bucks. I'm like, this guy. Wow. Okay. If I could have like one half of your style, it'd be Book amazing. who his father in
0: law is going to be.
3: I know. The nature boy. I know. There the it is.
0: Nature boy. And speaking of that, before we get to Raw, did you watch Hidden Treasure season finale this week?
3: Did not know. It was
0: all about Ric Flair and the black butterfly robe he wore when he came to. Um, WWE F in 92. It was the black butterfly rope. This thing had been missing for 25 years. And then magically it pops up on eBay. Somebody <laughs> bought it. Some they had added valued at about ninety thousand dollars It sold on eBay. They're like doing like the testimonial video with like with uh that dude from from uh Whatever that group in NXT is, holy shit! I'm playing bl- Hit, Hit Row, fun. the guy from Hit, Hit Row. Row. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, AJ, they're
0: doing like, the they're, they, they, yeah. and they're like, Ben Brown's like, hey, look, look. And it showed up on eBay magically. Uh, 10 grand is what it sold for on eBay. And then they, you know, Conrad Thompson is one of Ric Flair's other son in laws, who's a big collector of Flair merchandise. And is in the loop on everything. And they'd been looking for that robe for a long time. So they got in touch with the guy, but he did not want to be on television. So they sent a broker that would speak for him. And this motherfucker, he wanted, there was a, it was like, a, it was called the jungle robe that flared worn in WCW. And it ended up that Charles Robinson had it, little Nate. So they went to Charles Robinson's house and he started crying cause of the emotional connection. And then uh, Ben Brown at the warehouse had the bright yellow butterfly robe that flair wore. It was on one of the DVD covers that WWE put out. So the gist of it was it was a pair of boots and the left and the jungle robe. They would make a trade for this black butterfly robe. Now, man, the guys never will not be on TV. So they go to Huntsville, Alabama, everything, the trade's about to go down. You got Conrad sitting on Zoom. You got Charlotte Flair. You got Ric Flair. You got uh, AJ. And the broker walks in. He goes, well, we have a problem. He wants money. So the guy, like, made a deal and then was like, fuck you. I want more money. And he was like, it started at 25. They offered him 25 grand. Plus the other boot rule, plus the boots, oh. and, and then the guy was like, "No," um... and then it was like they moved, they upped it to fifty grand cash. So this is about a hundred thousand dollars worth of, you know, trade. Wow, Conrad Thompson. Now, me and Brian are a big fans of the Conrad podcast. Shows the fucking set of balls on this guy. Conrad goes, "Look." This fucker wants to do this. I've got sixty grand. I will wire into his account right now. Yes or no? On rad. <laughs> Go watch a, a DVR, Joe. I know you just moved, so you may not have access to DVR, but it's got to be somewhere online. It was such a good episode, two hours, and 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 I love the nature boy. So like, I'm like losing my shit, and my wife's like, she knows my my she knows Rick Flair is my favorite, but. Like just the stuff. It was such a cool episode. Props and
1: That guy for getting sixty G's. That's well, he, ha- he he's a I fucking piece stuff. of shit
0: scumbag. That guy's a piece of shit scumbag. I hope
1: I, I hope his identity comes out, and I, then
0: everyone, the yeah, internet, I, can fucking yeah, have I, him.
1: I, I I negotiate every single day for my. It guy. was Kevin. It was. it was Kevin. It was. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin it for you guys. But I know. Well, the
0: the the robe was found in Tennessee, and you lived there for a while, right? No, you lived in Kentucky. <laughs> but I was just same, the same difference. Same thing, same thing.
1: I was just in Tennessee where we oh so yeah, um
0: it was a great episode of uh, it's the it was the season finale, and uh I know I tell you guys, watch this, listen to this, check this out. If if you any this is the one thing to check out, you will uh love it. And if you do not love it, I'll give you a dollar. So, uh, Monday Night Raw, let's move on to uh, TV news. Brian, we'll start with you. Um, In the group text, I had said the couple things that I wanted to talk about, but then I realized, oh, there was Money in the Bank qualifiers. There was actual shit to talk about. So, we'll start with you. What did you think
3: of Monday Night Raw? It was a very good show, and I will not hear any slander otherwise. Wow. You know, we, okay. we, we've we've gone from this is trash. This Joe. has some good parts. Last Kevin. week was, you know, hey, it, it was kind of good. This was a good show. Uh, this was the best show they've had in a long, long time. They had the the three Money in the Bank qualifier matches, which and you got was, all wrong, by the way. Um, I had <laughs> ricochet. <were> <laughs> I had ricochet. I, I didn't I didn't see AJ going because I thought, well, AJ and you know, almost they got their their tag title thing. So, mm. um, so yeah, yeah, that. And then I was, um, well, no. So I had Riddle. Yeah, I had Riddle um, over, who did he fight now? Over Drew. Drew. Yeah, I thought, all right. So I had that. I was two out of three, but I did have, I had Randy winning, uh, which he ended up losing. So that's great. That was really good. Um, You know, good, good start there. And then we also had some interesting developments with the Eva Marie... That, i got that, that,
0: that, that, I, I, I will discuss that that's all me yeah. i'm
3: all about the evolution but no no good good start and we had a hell in the cell match yeah you mm. know I, yeah. I here's here's what i want i <laughs> since the last three minutes of raw was the hurt lock put on xavier and kofi <laughs> saying come on man let him go <laughs> I want Raw on Monday to open up with Wood still in the hurt lock. <laughs> Here we are a week later. Kobe, we go, come on, man. I still can't get into the hell of a cell and, and see if that happens. If that happens, uh, I'm all on board for that. But um, yeah, it was a great show. I'm very happy. And that was the first time in a long time. I can confidently say that. Kevin?
1: Uh, Brian hit a, a home, so many good points. Uh, some of the highlights for me after Riddle won. He, when he was going back up the stage, like Randy was just waiting there, and and, you know, Riddle just is like, Come on, Randy, be proud. Of I'm gonna make you proud, and that's just like whipping his hair. And you know, he just wants to laugh at every single oh. time he his mouth. And Randy, oh, it's so good. I never want that to end. Uh, but one other main highlight, uh, Alexa Bliss has new music, uh, oh, yes, yeah, she does catch that, and uh, I it's nothing like Brit bakers but it kind of like a little bit when alexa's like come to my playground come play like in between a little bit of music where brits is like the doctor will see you now like it was i, I actually really liked the music i thought it was pretty good but i didn't mind her kind of like evil version of her like dance or pop uh electronica music i thought it was pretty yeah. good uh but the main thing for me uh was this show it was good it was good one might even say it was super uh i got that one <laughs> i got that because, one because of oh <laughs> <Don't> call, <laughs> okay. i'm calling okay. it yep. i got because that of one. A kind of kind of a debut and joe i'll let you take it yep all right uh you're talking about uh super nikki
2: yeah the uh what, what was her name what was it uh spark Destiny? yeah the spark the spark okay i'm for it i'm at this is a surprise I thought much so I I thought about it and if this is her idea if this is something she wants to do which in every uh, case it sounds like it is I'm for it she earned it she went through all everything in the past month and she got to do what she wanted to do if this is truly her vision of where she wants her career to go then I applaud her for taking the leap and trying it out so, I will support her on that one. That's like, yeah, I know you're surprised. You thought I was going to like trash it. I didn't like it at first. I thought this is stupid. Why are they changing her gimmick all of a sudden after they've been pushing her for the past month? But I think that with the push, they're kind of rewarding her because I feel like this is actually her creation. So, well, it's funny it, you say those it, things, it, it takes, Joe, it, because it takes, have, it takes guts.
0: I have uh, sources. Oh. It was a Nikki Cross idea from mm-hmm. the inception of the character, the uniform, everything. So, yeah,
1: this, so this is all Nikki her.
0: Cross being rewarded. And uh, I think it's pretty awesome. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Now, the biggest story from Raw. And I, if <laughs> any of you – well, actually, before the biggest story. Let's get back into these Money in the Bank qualifiers. Uh, the last chance qualifier happens next Monday night. Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton. And it's kind of obvious where they're going to go, and I hope I'm wrong, but if Drew McIntyre gets into Money in the Bank, and if he wins Money in the Bank, we are not talking about Monday Nate Raw for four months on this show. It is horseshit if Drew McIntyre wins that fucking briefcase after the stipulation that was just in place at Hell in a Cell. So no raw talk if drew mcintyre wins the money in
2: the bank go ahead joe but what if he wins it and goes to smackdown and challenges the head of the table no well the thing is i've been i've been trying to say let's stop talking about raw for the last couple weeks and you're like no let's keep doing it but this is the stipulation that does it well i
3: thought i thought though they they were kind of saying that in the during the match but they were like well if he wins it but he can't challenge lashley so i feel like they were starting to address that but Hopefully, it doesn't come to did, that anyway. If they did,
0: I missed it, but I think it's horseshit. Uh, not a fan of it, and we will not talk RAW for four months. But the biggest story of <laughs> Monday Night RAW, the biggest story was the return of Evolution, Eva Marie and her protege named Dewdrop, which apparently, Kevin, you looked on Urban Dictionary. It has it, a few different meanings, huh?
1: Yeah, you can uh, look at Urban Dictionary of Kevin too. Pretty <laughs> pretty eye-opening. Uh so, but, yeah, it's like a woman who fancies other uh ladies. Yeah, which is fine, but I just yeah. thought it was an interesting
0: choice in the name. The storyline the it the 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 story is the fact that Dewdrop turned her back on Eva in the Money in the Bank qualifier. How sad is it for the women? They have to have tag team qualifying. They can't give them one-on-ones? What the fuck, WWE? What the fuck? Uh, So then, you know, Dewdrop turned her back on Eva. And then Kevin sends a message today. Holy shit. They are... uh, Eva Marie has been moved to the alumni section of WWE.com. And I'm like, really? They're going to scrap this after a week? And then the best part of my day, I saw a tweet from Eva Marie. And it says, quote, fake news. tweet circulating that my status on Raw roster is alumni. A simple fact check reveals the truth. Don't let mainstream fake wrestling news media Try to derail the evolution. Now, my tweet to the group was, thank God it's fake. Brian, your response made me
3: laugh, which was... <laughs> which was, I read your your text in Corey Graves' voice because of how <laughs> over the top he is for everything Eva.
0: Yeah, I just was... Uh, I was happy. I'm glad it was fake. I don't know where they're going to go with it. I don't care. I just... I am all in on the evolution. And as of today, uh, no evolution t shirts on WWE Shop. Uh, another story that came out today, not in the ring, but Kevin, you found this one. Um, a new WWE creative writer, her name is Kanice Mobley. She appeared on the Asian, not Asian podcast to talk about her new gig at WWE. She's getting criticized online due to the lack of wrestling knowledge. Now, this is what she said on the podcast. Quote, yes, I've been hired by WWE. Given the things that you know about me and my entire life, and what I'm into. Yes, that is surprising. I guess that she's got the gig at WWE. They did not require me to know anything about wrestling, but I do have a background in film production, comedy writing. And they're like, perfect. Come on in. So I am on the Monday Night Raw team. So there's Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. And the people I know that are on it are Bobby. His name is either Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley. And I really should know that. He's like this giant black guy. And he and the people who are part of his crew, I know what they are called, or at least of last year, they called themselves the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. They wear suits and they're like, we're cool. <laughs> Close quote. Yeah. That's the best line. <laughs> uh Joe, you hate Monday Night Raw. What do you think about this?
2: <laughs> it all makes so much sense now. It all makes sense. Like I'm on the Raw team. SmackDown has their own team. Smackdown's a way better show. There's no arguing that anymore. They you don't think the there's same- any
0: of these types of people on SmackDown?
2: I think, there's, I think there's some, but I think Fox has uh, some of their people in there, too. And I think uh, there's some. they insisted on some wrestling people, if I had to guess. There's definitely a difference in the shows. But this makes so much sense with the, we don't know who these people are. Do they know that Damian Priest still works there? Because he hasn't been on in, since the z- day after he the zombies. The zombie attack. No, but he was on the next day. Uh, do they know, did they know Jinder Mahal came back? He finally came back as a backstage segment and for, and only shaved one little part of his face. (laughs) This makes so much sense. Like people like this running the flagship show shows why raw has been terrible for so long. They don't know anything about the product. They just know about the entertainment business. Nothing wrong with that. It's just not wrestling uh
0: Brian do you have a thought i know you're big into like production sides of things and
3: yeah uh, i think it's i think it's good to have some outside voices you know you don't want four nerds like us all on the writing team in the bubble and not having anything out of outside influences now i i hope that's the uh <laughs> you know if there's 10 members i hope there's only one or two of them that are like uh, this young lady who you're speaking of um, but yeah, that's it's, it's not very flattering to hear that sort of stuff. You would think that you know, if you're getting the job, you're going to be a little more prepared. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, that's uh, an instance of few and far between, I would hope. But you know, we've been watching the show for a while, and maybe that's not the case.
0: <laughs> um, so Joe, out of the four of us, you were the only one to watch McFoley on the Broken Skull sessions. How was it? It was entertaining. Here anything no new out.
2: anything nothing new? new nothing uh, the only thing that was new the story that i never heard before was when uh foley and austin were first traveling together in wcw and at first they would travel with uh, regal and mess around with each other have a good time it was a story that he said about tra- that when they were traveling with uh ddp and messing with him big time like him and Austin were just like they were like two school kids laughing hysterically about telling these old stories about throwing cookies in DDP's bed because since he was the old man but he was a rookie he had to sleep on the rollaway cot and so they threw like you know he would always like you know sleep inside the room but he would pin the cut the shades so much that it would be pitch black so that they didn't know that he didn't know that there was food inside the cot so he gets in there and just starts swearing like who did that blah 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 and all you could and he's like and fully went and then the steve and i just going
3: he, he, he,
0: he. he's like laughing like
2: <laughs> and austin is losing it he's like veins popping out of his head he's like laughing hysterically remembering the whole thing because they went they would mess with page about being the old man on the tour and he'd it, be like, oh, my wife said I had to go pick up some antiques. So I went, I did. I just picked up Paige from the airport. Uh, oh, yeah. like, stuff like that. Walk-a, walk-a. So, everything That's good, else, though. Everything else we've heard. Hell in the Cell, uh, Rock and Sock, we heard all that. But that, like the beginning stuff of uh, hearing about messing with DDP as a rookie was really entertaining.
3: That's
0: fine. Well, that that definitely sounds. Uh, that might be grab a six pack and watch. That's that that sounds like a good thing for the weekend. But uh, related, kinda to the broken skull sessions, CM Punk didn't ask me anything on Twitter, and uh, Ed Bosco tweeted, "What would it take for you to consider being on the Broken Skull podcast?" We know what he meant. Uh, Punk's response: Money. Nobody gets. <laughs> nobody gets any royalties for anything shown on Peacock nobody yay wrestling biz. now we all hate peacock we think it's awful and kevin what do you think cm punk on the broken sauce skull sessions would
1: be like what do you think Uh, predictions uh, pipe bombs
0: (laughs) yeah you think it would just be I,
1: i think he would lay into so much stuff Behind the, behind the scene stuff, who's uh, wronged him. I, I don't think he would uh, hold anything back. I thought the uh, asked me any, Ask Me Anything was pretty good, though. There's one yeah. where it's like, uh, who would you like in a fight? And he's like, put a little gif and he's like, baiting, <laughs> baiting, because it was an what, AEW versus WWE guy. But I think if they want to break ratings records on Peacock, Pay pay the money. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do with streaming. You're supposed to pay for that type of product.
0: Yeah, you're getting you're supposed to get something extra other than the normal product. And uh, you know, Jericho was a big get. I think Punk would be bigger than Jericho at yeah. this point.
3: Um, Brian, any thoughts? Joe, any thoughts? You know, I you know who I'd like to see who for for the highs that this person had in their career. RVD. And- uh, no, well, yeah, true, true. <laughs> Riddle. <laughs> um, ca- career highlights, I should say, for this person. And, and when they left, um, you don't hear any sort of buzz at all about this person in connection with the re- re- wrestling business. Um, and it's a, a person tied in with CM Punk. AJ Lee, Ooh. she had a, a rocket of a career of being the anti-diva during that time and uh what did, what did they call her pipe bomb but it was a female adjacent to it. do you guys remember that i can't, I can't remember daddy that do
1: you even work
0: here <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm talking about no i anyway. know it's i know exactly which one you were talking yeah. about
3: they called it something um, like female we'll get that we'll get
0: stats and information on yeah. that right now but yeah
3: but you know she left you know punk obviously had his thing they they were getting married and when she retired like you know she hasn't come back and done the women's royal rumble or evolution or anything she's just gone and uh you know i, I don't know how much new we could really hear from punk i think he's kind of shared it all on podcasts and on twitter i'd love to hear aj lee's perspective on on all of that she probably isn't willing to do it but i'd love to hear about her career too she's just kind of you know stepped away does what she does and and that's that well
0: you know she wrote a book about mental health yeah mental Mm -hmm. wellness and then now uh literally yesterday well wednesday uh she wrote a wonder woman comic that just came out now of course punk's been working with Marvel. Uh, with the Drax comics, some of the other stuff he's been writing. But yeah, she wrote a Wonder Woman comic that just came out a few days ago. So uh, that one, good, that's actually a really good one, though. That's a good yeah. get, or Good, good for uh, her.
3: Good for her. No one gives a shit, but good for her. Um, yeah. No one reads comics anymore. Um, but I want to hear about your wrestling career, AJ. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, clearly she's doing some good stuff, but um, I think that'd be
2: pretty cool. You know who I'd like to see? I'd like to see, because it seems like Austin always does best, when he's talking with somebody he traveled with somebody that he wrestled with somebody that he shares the same stories with, I would like to see gold dust on broken skull sessions. Mm. I'd like to, and not just for the AEW thing. I would just like, he's had so many ups and so many downs. Like he's been at the bottom and he's always been able to crawl back up. I think it would be a better inspirational story than Hearing someone like CM Punk just like, you know, rip a new one or AJ talking about some comic book that, according to Brian, (laughs) no one reads. So. We'll have, get Zach
0: like we'll have to get Zach Crucy on. We'll have to get Zach on the phone with that. Uh, that debate. Exactly.
3: I don't know who that is, so sure, bring, bring him on. <laughs> Let's go, Zach. Um, oh wait, no, that's Joe's friend. Never mind. Okay, I, I know of him. He's cool he, with me. We're good. He's
0: bet. He's better than fucking Alan,
1: Kevin's friend. Um,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> Two
1: wrestling buddies, Alan. And come. Back.
0: <laughs> so, one last CM Punk thing. Um, so you know his his UFC career was not that. Great, <laughs> uh, two two fights. was oh, the
2: evolution of the UFC.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, I I'm a bit obsessed with CM Punk in the UFC. So I was on Twitter one day and I I just typed in because I went to the first fight in Cleveland and I you know the second one was a disaster. But like I was just curious what type of CM Punk merchandise from the UFC there actually was. Now they had put out a T-shirt that I remember seeing being sold in the arena, and then. Uh, trading cards are a huge thing right now. Huge business, you know, investor type things. And I was like, oh, he has a trading card. That's cool. It was like $4. I'm like, yeah, why not? So seeing that, you know, CM Punk had two fights, his career lasted maybe three years. Three minutes. The amount of UFC CM Punk trading cards that this man has is fucking insane. And me being equally as insane, have been buying a few here and there. So uh, I'll put a picture up on social media. They, and I don't know if this was with all trading card companies, but like they have like, you know, it's him in the cage and it's like a red background and a green background and a blue background and his name's in silver and then his name's in black. And, and, and I don't know what, you know, it's CM Punk. And I know I'm not buying these things for just investment. I'm just a fan and I'm obsessed with the whole period that he was in the UFC. But uh, I just found it fascinating that the amount of UFC CM Punk trading cards that are out there. And I'll take a picture. Uh, I'll put them up on my table or something just to see. Cause it's fucking stupid. And I always <laughs> look, I always look, I'm not even like, see what's out there now. And, and you know, there's some that are autographed and there's some that have part of his shirt on there. And some are part of the mat that he fought on, like, It's fucking ridiculous. So anyway, moving on to uh, another guy with a lot of merchandise out there. John Cena said on the Tonight Show that he will be coming back to WWE, but uh, doesn't know when. And then it came out, he's going to be on SmackDown July 16th in Houston when the first live crowd returns. So, Joe, are you excited John Cena's coming back? And what do you want to see happen when he does return?
2: Oh yeah. I'm excited to see John Cena come back. Uh, I can't believe that. I'm actually excited to say that I'm saying that I'm excited to see John Cena come back. Cause it used to be go away, Cena. And now we know how good he really was. So <laughs> you'll
3: miss me when I'm gone.
0: He always said,
2: yeah. I just, I just, I don't think he's going to do anything that night. I think it's just because it's the first SmackDown with live crowds and they couldn't get the rock because he was on the first SmackDown on Fox so you got to have oh, yeah have some, okay you got to have some yeah, star cool. power and the right I was there for available.
3: that
0: yeah Gotcha. Uh, Brian, any thoughts on Cena?
3: I want John Cena to acknowledge the tribal chief. Ooh, okay. <laughs> he okay. needs to acknowledge Roman Reigns and we got to do it at SummerFest in Allegiant <laughs> Stadium in Las Vegas. Let's go. Let's go. Cena Roman. They had that one uh one pay-per-view oh. Oh. feud where they had like those great promos back and forth and it was it kind was of mo- it was a
2: one-sided uh promo it was a uh, shooting well, oh yeah yeah Cena, yeah. It, like, Cena destroyed him, him. Mike
3: uh, that was great but I remember it was like at the time whatever pay-per-view that was I'm, I'm gonna try to look it up with stats of information but it you know For that's a Wrestlemania match yeah it was probably balls of Fire or pay backlash. So it was like, this is a WrestleMania-worthy match. Why are we doing this at, at the balls of backlash? So, <laughs> so let's do this properly. Let's bring it to the, the SummerSlam, where I think, I think I've think read they've already sold over like 35, 38,000 tickets. So it looks like we wow. are going to have a big crowd at the football stadium. Let's go. I'm, I'm
0: ready yeah, for it. Yeah, so Kevin, you and I are going to SummerSlam in Las Vegas. Uh, do you want to see John Cena and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam?
1: I, I would take it. I would take it from my, uh, uh, a recent, what five count. I, you know, rated John Cena, my number one of a guy I couldn't stand at beginning. And then I turned to like him. Uh, it's a big name. It's a big name return. I, I do like it that it's coming to SmackDown, right? It is exciting, it's Better but show. It, it did come to raw. It would kind of make that show a lot more exciting, but I think it's a big name, you know, the rock. Uh Brock Lesnar and uh um John Cena, the three that like all floated around. When are they gonna come back? Is one gonna come back? We've been hearing Lesnar rumors, like it's just a big name, and that that's what's exciting is it's a I, big name. He's not coming back to you know take anyone's spot. He doesn't care about that. He's a, he's he's Hollywood now, man. And uh but that, can come back and still give a great match, that'd be great. Yeah, and no, the
0: you know, another John Cena tidbit is that F9 comes out today. You know, his debut in the Fast and Furious franchise. There's only one more movie to go and uh, anybody planning to go see it in the theater other than me? No, Should have
2: stopped at 7. Yeah, 8 was pretty bad. 8 was pretty bad. <laughs> 7 uh, was the last one I saw in the theater.
0: Um, and finally, before we get to NXT TV, uh, Samoa Joe Is going to be on Ryan Satin's podcast Monday. It's called Out of Character. It's through Fox Sports. And uh, they're going to talk about his release as well as his return to NXT. I feel like this podcast could break the internet. I think this is going to be the one that so many people want to hear. They want to see it. They want all the information. And that will be coming out on Monday. Um, Out of Character, Ryan Satin and Samoa. Joe, uh, NXT TV. We'll start with you, Brian. Uh, I've got one thing to talk about, and uh, I will go last. What are you uh, your thoughts on NXT television this week?
3: Another really good show. They, they seem like they've hit their stride the last couple of weeks. Um,
0: will you one, accept any slanderous terms about this? <laughs> no.
3: uh, well, well, we'll talk about the the big reveal at the end. There could be a little slander in there that I, I will uh, at least listen to. Um Fun mo- fun moment at the beginning of the show. Um Cole calls out. He he doesn't want to do his match, and uh basically this new guy, Carmelo Hayes, steps up and they did a callback to the guy we were just talking about, John Cena, where on the mic <laughs> he threw out ruthless aggression and so dumb. tossed the so like mic and slapped him. I liked it. I was like, that's a cool callback. Uh, so we'll see where his, his uh, career goes. You know, if he's on two Oh five live in a week, then we'll know where it ends <laughs> um, But no, I think that was good stuff. I think we're starting to see, uh, you know, my question last week is who's next for cross. I, I didn't see yeah. it. And maybe the direction is Johnny Gargano. It seems like uh, the way has shifted from, the the goofy heels to the goofy faces. There was a fun moment where Johnny and uh, um, what's the stupid guy's name? Austin Theory. Austin uh, Theory. Theory, thank you. Yeah, Johnny and Austin they go visit Regal, where like a month ago, <laughs> Johnny broke one of Regal's pencils and threw <laughs> And this time he comes in to be like, You're doing a good job. He goes, Hey, look what I got for you. And he takes a pencil <laughs> and puts it in the cup. Like, that's funny. So that was good stuff, too. We'll see where it goes. I mean, I certainly don't anticipate Gargano defeating Cross for the title if it does go that direction, but you know it would be a good match because he's a fantastic wrestler. Um, otherwise, I think we can talk about the main event. You had a great Kashida versus Kyle O'Reilly match. Um, the the word on the the dirt sheets, if you will, is that they're going to try to bring more – uh, focus and attention to the cruiserweight division. So I guess they got the main event spot. And then we had a, a big, big uh, reveal at the end of the night. Uh, yeah, so uh
0: the end of the match, Kushida and O'Reilly are like shaking hands and hugging. And then Adam Cole came out. And Cole and O'Reilly ended up outside. And then all of a sudden, the Diamond mine finally shows up. And I was extremely underwhelmed. Uh, not who I thought it was, not what I thought they were going to do. This is another uh, pinnacle situation. All the dudes are like 6'2 and under, if that. They're they're not anything, you know, that's ass-kicking. Roderick Strong, if I I was booking it, I would have had Cole O'Reilly spill out to the floor. Diamond Mine beat the shit out of both of them because Roderick Strong's pissed off that those two fucked up the Undisputed Era and then build from there. But if they're going with Roddy for the Cruiserweight title, I guess that makes sense too. But overall, I was not a fan of the Diamond Mine reveal. Uh, Malcolm Bivens, he's been very active on social media for a year, uh, but it didn't really do anything for me. And I'm guessing – the next addition probably would be Marina Shafir, who is Roddy's wife and also a former MMA fighter. So uh, I guess that would fit in with the group. But overall, uh, I was very let down uh, by the the debut of the faction, which leads to this week's Five Count. That Wrestling Podcast presents the Five Count. So this week's live count, uh, disappointment by debuting factions. And, Brian, every time I send one of these, you fucking twist and turn my words around. Yeah. Is it this or is it this? Is it this yeah. or is it this? So I will go first this week. And uh, the number five is not really a faction per se, but it's been the debut of all the new... Heyman, Paul Heyman, guys, Cesaro. But the one that was really, really like a kick in the stomach for me was the Curtis Axel debut. Uh, it, it, he was Michael McGill cut in. You know, it, it was, I was excited because I'm like, Paul he was going to have a new guy. And it's going to be on the level of a Brock Lesnar or a CM Punk. And it was Curtis Axel. Here's what's funny in the promo. Heyman says, quote, 10 years from now, you will remember where you were and witness history close quote sadly it was for the wrong reason so any debut of a new Heyman guy that wasn't brock brock lesnar or cm punk uh kind of a letdown like i said i know it's not a faction per se but um it was just not good and number four um this is real this is a real thing i'm about to discuss the old age outlaws anybody remember what this is
3: It rings a bell, but I, I, okay. I, I'm not getting it. So
0: have any of you guys played street hockey to the point where when you pick teams, everyone would just throw their sticks in the center and then they would toss them out. and The sticks on the left were one team and the sticks on the right were another team. <laughs> Do, you know what I'm ta- Do you even know what I'm talking about when I say that? Nope. So, so this is a case of Vince Russo throwing hockey sticks out to see who's going to be on what team. And the old age outlaws was towards the end of. Uh, wcw and it was arn anderson larry zabisco paul orndorf and terry funk uh great legends unfortunately kind of like eh, all right didn't really do much for me number three uh thuggin and bugging enterprises anybody
2: that was the Teddy Long one with, uh, yes, with uh, yeah. Jazz and uh, Rodney Mack, right?
0: Wow, part of it, yes. Yeah. So it started uh, as the Enterprise. Bird flag. Was, Point for Jazz. It was yep. it was D D'Lo Brown and Teddy Long. It's in yep. two thousand two. Uh, in two thousand three, Teddy Long would kick D'Lo out and align himself with Rodney Mack and Jazz. And uh, the the reason they came together is because the man was holding them down from being successful. Uh yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right.
0: Christopher Nowinski made it into the group because oh, he claimed God. the man was holding him down because he was too intelligent. <laughs> Mark wow. Henry would join the stable is, before disappearing. Becky for Lynch good.
2: have against them <laughs>
0: <laughs> when she was like seven. Um, <laughs> the best part was Rodney Max white boy challenge until Goldberg completely squashed it. And that was the end of thugging and Buggin' enterprises. Uh, number two, that's a good one. Now, this one will be a little more recognizable. Uh, the cosmic wasteland stardust with the Ascension.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, imagine oh, a wow. space pirate teaming up with the Mad Max Thunderdome kind of deal. Uh, and that's all I have for it. And finally,
3: um, that's all that was needed for it. <laughs> uh
0: number one uh to purposely insult the fans with gi joe makeovers of established stars it is the misfits in action uh booker t gi <laughs> bro chavo guerrero lieutenant loco lash larue corporate cajun bill Demott, general e rection <laughs> van hammer major stash the wall was sergeant a wall And I feel like Major Guns was in this group too because she had big tits, but (laughs) I couldn't find anything about her being in the Misfits in Action. She was. She was. That is uh, my five count. And like I said, some of these I remembered, some of like thugging and bugging. I knew it was kind of like Joe, you're like, it's Teddy Long and and somebody. And yeah, um, but the Misfits in Action, unbelievable. (laughs) <laughs>
2: you're so uh, depressed i am <laughs> like and, uh, and like i said this misfits. is kind of
0: like a letdown man like yeah so much potential and i think i mean i know i the misfits in action were my number one but i really feel like the Heyman one was like the worst because i was really pumped and i'm like
3: oh right, right. the bar right. Is so high and then the axe man came out and
0: uh, uh, Brian, go ahead. We'll let you go. We'll let you go second.
3: This is a fun topic. Uh, my number five. I'm I'm ready to to get the heat thrown on me, but I'm 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 ready for it. Number five is the NWO Wolfpack. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Wolfpack, man. Wow. <gasps> Fuck the Wolfpack. The only reason they're not higher is because their song does slap. <laughs> That's the kids, yeah, that's the kids <laughs> guys name, name one good wolf pack moment there isn't
2: any
3: K, K- dog yeah he, yeah that sucked i i hated, <laughs> i hated that i, uh, I loved being the nwo shirt and,
2: and it was
3: Wolfpack. all down here he came out with the red face paint then no one likes oh it. yeah the it next week the
2: sucked <laughs> but like that yeah. moment was awesome
3: but that's my point, was I love the NWO, and they were taking over WCW. So the Wolfpack had, like, Luger
2: and Sting. Macho, and man. Nash. Macho, man.
3: Yeah, macho. It's just when just turned on him
2: was sweet, too. Th- there's Home no again? good
3: Wolfpack moments, man. I, I, if I'm thinking NWO, I'm black and white for life. You
0: couldn't have said NWO 2000?
3: I, I thought about <laughs> it. They're just—they're just not Brent even Hart, worthy of yep, this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't think these... about them. Regular NWO. Macho is in Wolfpack. Luger was yeah. in Wolfpack. Yeah, same that's same was exactly Wolfpack. it. But it was <laughs> just... what about NWO B team
2: with Horace and Vincent <laughs> right. and uh, Brian Adams and <laughs> IRS. For, Ray. Michael Wall Street. Norton? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going. I, I went big on that one. I wanted to go number all five right. with my Wolfpack. Um, number four. This one is just a bad time in wrestling. And uh, while I like some of the players in it, just a lot of bad stuff, the million dollar corporation. So this is like that, the new generation time. Of <laughs> WWF. You got Ted DiBiase. He can't wrestle anymore. <clears throat> and it's just like a bunch of random guys. You got Nikolai Volkov. You got Bam Bam Bigelow. Tatanka's in there. Hey, let's bring back King Kong Bundy. One, two, three kids. Sure. It's just random. I think, and I think what I don't like about it is because, like, it's not like they had their own, like, shirts, really. You know, they just were, like, their guys under Ted's guidance. It's just a bad time in wrestling. And that's when I'm <laughs> just not feeling it all. Like, God, these guys sucked. <laughs> that's my number four. My number three is, you guys remember The Core? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like that, that was like the Nexus B team, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, CM, CM Punk kicks out Wade Barrett, and Wade Barrett ends up bringing in uh, Slater and Justin Gabriel, and he brings in Ezekiel Jackson, and not a whole lot happens after
2: that. and I think and it not was not a just whole the, lot of spelling B champions in that group either.
3: No, no.
2: How just, many R's were in that group? Was yeah, it there's the a couple of core.
3: R's, there's an E, and that's silent. It's just, yeah, I think everybody knew from the get-go, like, oh, you're the Nexus rejects. Okay, so not, not a fan. I love Wade Barrett, but not a fan they, of that.
0: They, they had a shirt, C-O-R-R-E.
3: Yeah, uh, there's yeah, a I Heath, remember
0: that. There's a Heath Slater ring-worn The Core shirt with uh, proof of uh, COA uh, 150 on eBay right now. fifty.
3: So $1. No, $150. dollars <laughs>
0: Hey, he's oh got kids,
3: God. you know. He's yeah, that, that, that's true. I <laughs> don't you know if he's selling it, but it is for sale. Wow! I right, live that gimmick. Um, My number two. I want to say this was like the WCW parallel time frame to the Million Dollar Corporation, <laughs> the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, oh man. those are great! Oh, no, come on! It was so much fun. I I hated the shark, when we all know it was earthquake, the Zodiac, when we all know it's beefcake, you know, you had Mings um, <laughs> was in there. Kamala was in there. And it was just that Kamala. when, when Hogan left for WCW, I was so tired of red and yellow. I wanted Flair to beat him. I wanted Vader to beat him. I, I hated these guys. So like, I wanted to get behind the dungeon of doom, you know, granted the giant came out of that. So that all worked out for that, but it was just a bad time in wrestling, and yeah, no, thank you. My number one, and I'm sorry, these guys just—they suck. They absolutely suck. I could—I I usually like to give guys a chance. But I couldn't do it with these guys. JBL's cabinet. I'm not, you guys yeah. remember the cabinet? Yeah. So JBL's the champ, and he—he's you know he was doing his rich guy thing, and that that worked out fine. You got Orlando Jordan. I'm ugh, nah. Just wasn't there, man. Wasn't there. Just so plain J. And then another just team. the Bashams. <laughs> terrible name, terrible look, just garbage. I did not buy into the JBL's cabinet at all. JBL by himself, fine. Everybody else was just, you know, usually stables are meant to elevate some guys. These guys, I just – I couldn't smell – I could smell the shit on them from, from my TV screen. Just garbage. That's my number one.
0: Kevin. Okay. <sighs> <Hey. laughs> what I love about – what I love about this one is while there probably – there might be some crossover between you and Joe. I really feel like – I just feel like the the amount of bad
1: yeah. – Yeah.
0: There's so much that – there's a really good chance we could get through
3: all 20 and no repeats. So
1: oh, but go ahead, like uh, Brian. I'll just ask you a question: What's the best version of the NWO? I mean, you start with the original. It's, and, it's... and you think the Wolfpack was the worst? No, no they're really <laughs> the, I'm the going, worst. Uh, My number five, my number five is a version of Blank New or Blank World Order. It is. The Latino World Order. I considered Ooh. them. I considered them, only only because I like them. And, and I get later down the list. I have a, a some more similar tie-ins like this. I I liked I liked Eddie, right? I I don't know. There's just let's throw every single person of Latino uh, heritage into the LWO. Like I don't know. It was just throwing in another world order instead of something else. I don't know. That it was just. I was just annoyed with it in WCW. So that made my number five. Number four. I hear you. And Kevin hates tacos, by the way. <laughs> my number four. All WCW guys showing up in WWF. You know, Malenko, Benoit, Perry, Saturn, and Eddie. Radicals. The Radicals. Wow. Oh, I, you didn't like them? I, I, I like them. Yeah. I liked them. I just did not like the name of the group. Okay. That was the thing. But it had
2: a Z. It made, it, made it cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay,
1: what? If that's <laughs> not a year a 2000. But it does, it it does cool. have the radical Z- Trademark. Yeah. Uh, good. I, I liked them, you know, sitting ringside, you know, uh, uh, showing. I them, was up, but... I was there for
0: that. Where are you were? Was in Pittsburgh. That's right. Brian, you weren't with me, were you? No,
3: because I think I was still at Penn
0: State. Okay, yeah. So I was at that Raw, and I remember seeing them, and I'm like, hey, that's so-and-so, and so-and-so, and then sure enough, uh, everything went down the way it is. But go ahead.
1: Three, yeah, three is kind of uh, it's 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 it ties in. So it's gonna be two groups. So Nation of Domination, you know, was was so big. Uh, a group of of strong uh African American dudes. Then they had like two stupid kind of bridge offs. Group of bikers, disciples of Apocalypse, and uh, uh, uh Savio's leading. Los Bariques, if I pronounce that right. Uh, I was never interested in either of those groups. <laughs> one match, nothing outside of those main guys. I couldn't even tell you who else was in the damn groups. Uh, like it, Skull. Wait, so boots. so which one are you picking?
3: Are you like are you lumping oh, them it's, all together? Oh, it's
1: it, it's the same. They're both they dunk. they are the same. That, I, I that is that is number three. Number two. Uh, it's another faction of just. You know, a collective group. some were good. Wade Barrett, Seamus. Uh, oh, uh, I don't remember. And Alberto Del Rio, the League of Nations. Uh, it, it was. I was never the biggest Del Rio guy. I, Wade was good. I was. Rusev was great. Seamus. It just never gelled with me. Like it was just like, let's just throw these main main event guys into a group, but it just didn't work. Like okay. brought out like shirts and it it just didn't work. And that leads into my number one. <sighs> one of the dumbest <laughs> names ever in the history of a professional wrestling faction. Team PCB. Paige, Charlotte, and Becky. It was <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, we know what happened. Well, but- you know yeah. why, yeah. right,
1: Kevin?
0: You know huh. why, right? Cause they were originally the submission sorority and that turned yes. out to be a porno.
1: That's right. Porn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was just, just the name I'm, I'm more on name alone and I'm, I'm the biggest page more, not so plasticky. which She is now like goth page, like NXT, <clears throat> she looked damn hot, which well, she's good looking now, but it's just too, too filler of lips and, uh, but like just seeing that bad name and, you know, Becky's, Shit, actually, wouldn't that be crazy if she came back for SummerSlam? But uh, all, all those ladies, great, name, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And Joe. So, oh, wait, hold on. Before we get to Joe, uh-huh. uh, the LWO,
0: I think it could return in 2022 or late 2021. Hear me out. We all know when NXT guys go to the main roster, they never have the same – Gimmick name, whatever. Oh, Fantasma or whatever that Legado del Fantasma becomes the LWO. They bring in Umberto del del Gas. I can't think of Umberto's last name right now. Angel Garza and the leader Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> i am you're, all you're in pushing, Dom pushing heel Dom- dominic man i want to heal i'd
2: love to boot him, I,
0: but that's maybe that's how they form they beat the shit out of ray ray's gone and then lwo takes over uh in 2022 joe uh bring us home with your five count before okay, be Joe quick. goes,
1: before Joe goes, maybe you, can, yeah, maybe you should be a head writer for WWE like uh, Kim Bro or <laughs> whatever. No, we know too much about it. it. They, they're not looking Kim for I, us. That's true. Uh, With Bobby Ashley. Joe, sorry for interrupting. Okay.
2: Uh, Joe, before you get started, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be quick because you guys had already named three of my five. Just don't oh. do the
3: Jericho cruiserweight introductions like last week.
2: Okay. Well, first, <laughs> come on, man. We got to wrap right this show up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, L- <we're> dandy. Dandy. <laughs> I'm going to start off with uh, the promo that made me want to hate these guys. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> number five, Number my number five from WC. Making an extra The Misfits in Action.
0: Hmm. I could not oh, stand them. That.
2: Every single, like, Jason, you everything you said was exactly why i put them on the list they are number my number five misfits in action gi bro general erection lieutenant loco <laughs> no thank you i think general uh, erection number- e. is like the worst thing you've ever said because like you don't swear right. uh, that might be the worst thing we've ever got you saying on camera <laughs> i'm on i'm on vacation uh number four uh brian you mentioned it the core yeah, dumb, Lame. dumb, stupid. Like, okay, so you brought, the, you took the annex, the Nexus rejects, and put them on SmackDown, and had them lose at Mania, and it was pretty much done deal. Yeah, number three, no one's mentioned yet. The New Blood from WCW when they did the switch and Millionaires
0: Club against the, the Millionaires
2: Club versus New Blood, and the problem was with that was they made the New Blood heels and the Millionaire Club faces. Everyone wanted the old guys off TV. Shouldn't they have done it the other way around? And they talked about, oh, these are the guys who didn't get a chance, led by Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Love Jeff champion, Jarrett. Art, He's one of my favorites. One of my. But favorites. but he shouldn't have been part of the New Blood. And Shane Douglas shouldn't have been part of the New Blood. Like, none of those guys should have been there. So they messed it up with not only making them heels when we all wanted the new guys to get a chance, but they – they lost every match to the Millionaires Club. Billy Kidman versus Hulk Hogan was terrible, and Kidman is a heel. Are you kidding me? The only thing that I learned from that is you can't powerbomb Billy Kidman. Oh yeah, God,
3: maybe, I forgot about that.
2: But he banged out Tori Wilson a lot. Yeah, so. good, good for good him. Good for her, and she'll be on the next Zone Cold uh, Broken Skull side. No. I'm kidding <laughs> uh, number two, Kevin mentioned PCB. Wow. A lot of of PCB love this week. The problem with that group was the fact that they weren't, like, I went with this as groups that didn't last long enough. And PCB broke up way too quick. They could have been something good. It was PCB versus Team Bad, which was Sasha and Tamina Tamina and Naomi. At least they lasted a little bit longer as a group, so that's why I put PCB down there as my number two. And my number one To my knowledge, this faction only lasted two episodes of Raw. It might have been still going. They're still going. Nope, (laughs) not them. Not them. (laughs) I'm talking about. I know what you're going to say. They they tried to go against the corporation, the union, the union,
3: mankind,
2: test, shamrock, big show, and uh, Ken Shamrock the union, when Shane McMahon took over the corporation and kicked them all out and then formed with the corporate ministry, Mankind came out with these guys and they all had two by fours. And they're like, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. And we're not going to make some catchy gimmick. We're just a group of people you ought to respect, son. Union, people, you ought to respect, son. So I guess we are up yours. And that was like their big contribution to the factions so the union could have been good i it did not last it was only like two weeks i do not remember anything about the union and
0: if you're wondering well what did you think joe was gonna say joe hates retribution but they're still going so you hate hate retribution
2: they're so bad they didn't make my top five they didn't make my five count that's how bad they are when they are headlining wrestlemania next year you will uh when they, are Ooh, headlining wrestle- when they are headlining there's, wrestlemania there they are when there's your highlight headlining- of the
3: union right there <laughs> let's Dude, induct them to, let's induct them to
2: the hall of fame oh, <laughs> da, da, da,
1: da. <laughs> uh, okay we're done huge. <laughs>
2: uh, when they're headlining <laughs> wrestlemania i will take 4 months off of the show because i won't be allowed <laughs> to talk about it uh,
0: all right you hear it here first you hear it here first that is uh <laughs> that is that is this week's five count your five count let us know on social media using the hashtag twp five count another week is in the books, so uh don't forget to follow the show on social media at that wrestle pod where if you go you can see a picture of the night the idea for the podcast was born it was after brian's wedding uh we were all very very hammered and a in a weird twist, it took seven and a half years to get back to actually making the podcast. So we had to do some practice over the years. You can check out that picture. Uh, you can also pick up a t-shirt at whatamaneuver.net. Just search that wrestling podcast. We have the logo T that Joe has on, and uh, we also have the Bruise Next logo T as well. So thanks, uh, guys, for hanging out. Thank you for listening. Thanks, We Are Wasted, for the theme music. Darren, Dangerous Darren for the bo, and we will talk to you next week on That Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Follow That WrestlePod on Instagram, Twitter,
2: Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it!